Welcome to Conversate, a podcast where we engage in conversation. Uh, today, I, Kevin Bender, am joined by none other than Aaron Gerke, uh, who's back and is with us uh, to talk about identity. In our episode today, uh, Aaron's going to share a little bit about how things have been for him lately, uh, share about his identity. Uh, we'll talk about Hezekiah and where he found his identity, and we'll share uh, another story of someone local, someone who's been in our midst, uh, who has kind of an unbelievable story about identity. We hope through it all you find your identity uh, in the voice that really matters. We hope you enjoy it. Kevin! Aaron, is it you? I'm alive. <laughs> In Christ, buddy. Oh, man. Heck yeah, dude. Hey, uh, good to see you. Good to have you back. Yeah. I say good to have you back, but I'm sitting on your couch. Yeah, you and you have been <laughs> sitting on my couch. Uh, it's been nice. For this, uh, for this uh, Conversate podcast the last few weeks. That's right. <clears throat> so thanks for holding down the fort uh, as I've been dealing with good old COVID. Yeah. So. And all of its <clears throat> forms and functions and yeah. funness. Yeah, and my apologies uh, to the listeners today. Uh, I do have a cough drop in. I'm just, uh, that's kind of the residual thing that I'm dealing with. So I'm going to try to uh, hold my coughs back, but it might not happen. So you might get some coughs. Um, this podcast is raw and unfiltered. <coughs> and there's proof. one. There's your All proof. Right. <laughs> you, can do a, you can do a cough ticker, uh, you know, just keep track of how many coughs I'm doing. <laughs> But I'm, uh, no, I'm feeling pretty, pretty good. Um, just trying to figure out what my, what my energy level is. Um, mentally, I'm feeling pretty good. Physically, um, doing pretty good. But it just, uh, I get get worn out, and uh, and then I get these random coughing fits and stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at. But um, yeah. each day, each day does honestly feel a little bit better. Um, but it's just a, it's it's just slow going so mm. thank you to you and um so many awesome people here at the church i mean we're so blessed no kidding like, with an incredible church uh it's a little bit scary honestly that like i could just be gone for three weeks and you know it just like just keeps going well, yeah the you know i was like all right well you know, it's a testament too to like, I forget which psalm it is, but there's one of these psalms that talks about, um, you know, basically like, wow, God never sleeps, you know, he yeah. never takes a break. We need sleep. We need rest. We need yeah. recovery. Um, none of us can operate, you know. Psalm 27, I believe. Psalm you know. 27, there you go. Yeah. And it's like, no, God, you know, he's he's still doing work even when we are doing nothing, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, his spirit is definitely uh, alive and active and moving. And, and it is a, I mean, it is a joy to... Um, yeah, to see it kind of flow through so many people who, who just jump in and, and pick up pieces where they need to be picked up, even with crazy stuff like the youth, you I mean like the youth room, yeah. you know, or, um, uh, yeah, uh, Don, our facility <coughs> manager was gone this weekend and there's a college student who jumped in and just yeah. kept things going in his absence and, uh, yeah, yeah so it's really cool. Yeah. It's really good. But <coughs> it's nice to have you back here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It, it's good to be back and like. Um, I think just like making myself uh, wake up and try to get back into the routine and come to the office a little bit mm-hmm. each this week is uh, that's just like necessary I think otherwise there's like that bit where you just kind of wallow in what you're what you're dealing with and like mm-hmm. I don't know maybe I'll never get better you know like yeah I'll just 
sit around and watch TV longer or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, I'm all, so, so I'm on. I'm on like that that teetering fence of like, you know, forcing myself to do some stuff, but then also listening to my body of like, right? No, that's enough. Like, no, you should rest some more. So mm-hmm. I'm always like, struck by like health because when I have health. I don't really think about it at all. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's really easy for me, at least, to take it for granted. Oh, for sure. And then you get, you know, really anything, even if it's just like a like a sore throat. And you're like, gosh, this sucks. You know, yeah. it's like everything, eating everything hurts, talking hurts, swallowing my own saliva hurts. Yeah. You know? And uh, and then, you know, when that process of coming back to, to, to normal, mm-hmm. you know, back to who you are yeah. is like, oh, man, it's like so life-giving and like yeah. it's so appreciated to... To kind of be set straight again. Yeah, know? for sure. And, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it strikes me in this moment, Aaron, yeah. that there are some corollaries, comparisons uh-huh. of that and our identity. Yeah. Right? Well, that's what you preached about on, on Sunday was, I mean, the, the practical application was kind of preaching about our identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I mean, you got there through this crazy, you know, part of Israel's history where the southern kingdom of Israel is being, um, oh, I don't know, uh, attacked, I guess. And um, at, at least at this point, not even physically attacked, but um, they're ready. They're emotionally ready. attacked. And yeah. like, because um, that's, that's, that was the connection, right? Where mm-hmm. that, um, the Rabshaka. The Rabshaka comes down and... <laughs> That's a cool uh, name. Yeah. Um, and uh, is taunting them, basically, right? And mm-hmm. trying to disparage them and get them to doubt um, who they are, right? And doubt yeah. their God. And doubt who to trust, for sure. I mean, on a on like a human level, surface level, they're, <coughs> you know, kind of getting them to... He wants <coughs> the people of Israel to, to doubt their king, their leader, Hezekiah. And we didn't read this part of the text, actually. The part we read was kind of um, uh, the Rapshika's, like, second monologue. His first monologue, I mean, he says a lot of the same stuff. He's basically like, you know, don't trust Hezekiah. Don't, you know, don't listen to him. And there you have these uh, commanders of Judah who are on the wall, uh, these military men who say, hey, yo, Rapshika, let's do this in Aramaic, okay? Mm-hmm. Not, not Hebrew, not the language of the people, because... We don't really want them to be hearing this conversation. Uh, you know, this uh, is a high-level conversation. And then Rajika, you know, he, he basically uh, blow below the the waist, you know, yeah. below the belt. He's like, he ra- it says he raised his voice even louder in the language of the people because he wants all the mass, the people, to start questioning Hezekiah, yeah. question his leadership, question their trust in him. And he sa- and he tells them all these like things they want to hear, right? right? And that we did hear. You know, he says, "Hey, come to my land. I got." You know, vines and vineyards and cisterns. And it's a good land, just like the land you know. And it could be yours if you just come with me. And it's like, you know, how believable is this politician? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's what what I'm thinking. I mean, when when you're speaking like that, uh, ah, man, I I feel like that happens so often in in our world. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. picking on politicians is pretty easy, but yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that is what has been mm. happening from the very beginning. It's nothing new. Right. 
um, what what political leaders uh, do. And I, I do want to believe that a lot of political leaders have great intentions for the people that they serve. I I I, I have to believe that. Otherwise, I'm going to go <laughs> off go the mad. deep end, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, we see it in all the all the campaigns and stuff too. Like, you know, I I will be your deliverer. I will be your savior. Basically, come mm-hmm. to my side, mm-hmm. vote for me. I'll make it better for you. <clears throat> and I think uh, I think if we're not confident uh, in our identity, mm-hmm. uh, in, in whose we are as, mm-hmm. as children of God, you know, I mean, I think the apostle Paul talks about this in the new Testament. We'll just be tossed to and fro by the, by every wind and wave, mm-hmm. um, of, of the world, you know, we'll just be, Oh yeah, I'll try that side. I'll try that side. I'll vote for that guy. I'll follow that person. I'll vote, vote, vote. It's just like, mm-hmm. um, if you're not like, rooted and grounded in this reality that no god is god and god is in control it's this it's the same thing that we we say over and over again um but we we have to keep that um we have to keep that in mind otherwise it it just all falls apart you know yeah exactly and that's you know paul he'll also say elsewhere you know test the spirits Uh right which kind of means okay you got all these voices talking you got all these different opinions and ideas. How do you pick which one? How do you know which one is the trustworthy one? You know, mm-hmm. hey, what the Rajika's saying is sounding good. You know, maybe yeah. I should believe him. And like we want to, we tend to want to believe the thing, you know, the things that what we want to believe, right? Uh-huh. Even if they're not true. Uh, but in God, we have a, a voice who has promised to always be true. Mm-hmm. Promises always to speak truth. Even if it's a hard truth, you know? And that was, like, thinking about Hezekiah, you know, part of his move, his strategy is, uh, well, silence, right? Hmm. First thing he did was he didn't reply, hmm. you know? And I think sometimes when we get goaded by whatever voice that's out there, we usually want to, like, reply instantly, you know, kind of like uh, up the ante, yeah. trash, maybe trash the other side to prove our point, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, there's a, a musician I enjoy... Uh, John Foreman, one of his lyrics is, uh, talk has always been the cheapest thing. Okay. You know, so it's like, you can, you can put as many words out there as you want, but words are easy, Mm. right? Action is harder, you know? So anyways, Hezekiah, he's silent. He doesn't just, he doesn't just buy what, um, what the Ravshik is saying. He filters it, right? He goes to Isaiah, a trusted speaker of God's word. Um, you know, and then not only does he go to Isaiah, he actually prays. We didn't read that part either, but he prays in between, um, sending his word to Isaiah. And then we did hear God's response to Hezekiah's prayer. Yeah. So Hezekiah writes to Isaiah. Isaiah writes back to him. Uh, Hezekiah takes what Isaiah wrote to him, goes to the house of the Lord, spreads it out, and then lifts it up to God. Um, and then of course God speaks and, you know, this, this to me would be the hardest part. It's like, all right, now God is coming and he's saying, no, like, you're not going to be delivered into the hands of the rapture. You know, trust me. Yeah. Trust me. But like, yeah, okay, God's saying it. You would think that'd be enough. But like, still, it's hard because camped right outside their walls are this, this vast army. Assyrian yeah. army. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't look good. Right. You know, uh, they look outnumbered. They look outmanned. Yeah. But God over and over throughout the scriptures, right? Like, he 
he always puts himself in those positions. Mm-hmm. You know, we just read Elijah not long ago, and the yeah. prophets of Baal won against four hundred and fifty. You yeah. know, and uh, and God shows up, and God shows up. But but are we are we listening to God? Right. I mm-hmm. think that's just kind of the simple foundational thing. Like, mm-hmm. Are we hearing what He is telling us? Yeah. Because um, if we're not. We'll be like, well, well, we might fall victim of what Paul's warning about, those waves. Yeah. Um, a number of years ago, I, I put together a sermon series um, all about identity. I called it Identity Crisis. Hmm. Um, and I know in one of the, one of the weeks, I, I, I talked about um, being labeled. Yeah. And so... Um, well, there was a small group curriculum, and I, I made videos to go along with that and stuff. <clears throat> and I remember I had all these different name tags, you know, um, and uh, all the all the labels that um, other people put on me, mm. but also all of the all the labels that I put on my on myself, yeah. you know, um, all these things that I think make me who I am, you know. Even good things, right? Even pastor, father, husband. Um, but then, I don't know, there's, I, I, I don't know, I, I could make up a bunch of stuff, but yeah. other, other things that people put on me, mm-hmm. um, whether it's um, intentional or not, things that I, I perceive that people are saying about me. You know, you just imagine a bunch of name tags all over you, yeah. all these different labels that we, that we have on ourselves. Um, and... Uh, Ultimately, the point I made was, you know, all of those may be uh, pieces of your identity, mm. but the one the one identity that matters most is that um, being a child of God. Yeah. You know, um, being a child of God, and and if if we can keep that straight, we can be like Hezekiah and um, be more, I think, more faithful and rational and mm-hmm. listening to God and listening to um, his his people and listening to his word um, as he speaks um this identity thing is huge though i mean um when i talk to people and especially like in in counseling situations and stuff like there are a lot of people who uh really struggle with this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um who really get wrapped up in thinking um that their identity is their employment, mm-hmm. um, and if you know, it, and especially these these things come to surface, like if if all of a sudden the employment is terminated or, right. or, or disappears, and you're like, what do I do now? I just I've, I've given my life to this company, this organization, and I've I've loved it, and it's it's taken good care of me, and now it's like, well, who who am I now? yeah right um i think people deal with this too like um in big ways um like if a if a spouse dies Mm. you know and you've got a a widow or a widower um i mean you know the two have become one flesh and now the the other one is gone it's like losing part of yourself yeah who am i who am i now and um uh i but I've especially dealt with it a lot with college students over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think college is naturally one of those times where you 
sort of explore who you are, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, but you're also uh, sort of tempted um, by the waves and the winds and stuff like yeah. um, to explore all these different uh, options and stuff. And um, people have gotten caught up in, in all of that stuff. So this whole, this whole identity thing um, mm-hmm. is, is huge. Keeping it, keeping it front and center that, that God is God and I am his like that is a, that is a, that is, that is gospel. Yeah. I mean, that is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, over the time that I've been gone, yeah. over the last, uh, I mean, I missed three Sundays. I, I've never missed three Sundays in a row. It's crazy. <laughs> <coughs> um, but there's been a there's been a man that's been um, in church. Yeah. Right. Um, his name's Paul, mm-hmm. um, and we, we want to share a little bit about his story, um, and, I, and I think we can to some extent because it, it has been um, public. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know a ton about uh, this story, and I have not yet even met Paul. Yeah. Um, Kevin has. So, Kevin, do you want to just like share a little bit about Paul? I mean, he was a man with no, no I- identity, no no <laughs> idea, literally, yeah, literally no idea of who he was and no identity to go with it. I don't know. Do you want to just share a little bit about Paul? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe you've noticed him if you've been, um, you know, at our church uh, here these last three weeks or so, uh, but he's a, a fellow who's come to church with uh, Joe Battisfor and Joy and Hunter, the Battisfor family, and uh, this fellow Paul, uh, he's, I think he's in his 60s, a bigger fella. He's got uh, a, a nice beard, uh, and uh, so kind of a strong-looking guy. He was found... Uh, just kind of wandering south of Houghton uh, over this past summer. And he was taken in by someone locally. But this guy, Paul is his name, his actual yeah. name. He he was calling himself Raymond. Uh, that was his idea of who he was. And he could not remember where he was <laughs> from. He didn't know his family. He had no connections up here. Uh, he really had no memory even of his own past. And uh, And so it's been kind of a... A bit of a wild ride for him being up here and trying to find community connection, trying to find himself. Yeah. Well, he comes in and, and, and uh, gets connected with Joe, who works, um, you know, uh, basically finding benefits for veterans yeah. uh, who have served, uh, you know, getting them housing or, um, well, just resources. Yeah. And uh, this guy, Paul, comes into his office and, and then Joe gets swept up in the ride. Uh, so Joe's trying to figure out this guy's identity, see if he can help him, yeah. uh, especially because he's got to be uh, ex-military for Joe to be able to help. Yeah. So Joe, this is how this story became public. He put it on Facebook uh, to try and um, get well, some information on, does anyone know this guy? Anybody out there? Yeah. Can we piece together his identity? And uh, I think he got like 20,000 hits yeah. on Facebook, which is kind of incredible. And people vo- uh, saying, yeah, well, okay, I know, yeah, I know a little bit about this guy. And turns out he's from North Carolina. Uh, he was there, uh, I think, at least until last May, um, and uh, and so yeah, part of his 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 backgrounds being pieced together, uh, funds that he actually has because he has social security, yeah. but hadn't been receiving it because he didn't have his identity. Yeah, that's getting put in place. So Paul is going from someone who didn't know really anything about him himself. Yeah. And really didn't have much community. He had a person who took him in, but it wasn't the best situation. Right. Um, now all of a sudden he's, well, he's got Joe, uh, who's been bringing him here to our community. Yeah. It seems Peter and Paul, uh, 
He's getting put up in housing locally. He's getting furnished by uh, <coughs> Love Inc. We got a text from them uh, this morning. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah, like his life is kind of being put back together in a way. And uh, and he was here this last Sunday for this Hezekiah sermon. Mm. And I uh, I remember distinctly looking at him yeah. uh, when I hit, you know, like I don't know what the question of why or how Paul lost his memory, you know, I don't really know much about. Yeah. But I know a lot, like trauma sometimes can, we can suppress things when life has not been easy or good. If you go through a traumatic experience, for sure, you block it out. So I don't know what Paul's past is, but I really wanted him to hear, uh, you know, kind of that line of like, you are not a son of regret. You know, you are not defined by your past or by what anyone says about you. Like the ultimate voice that matters about who you are is the voice of God saying, you are my child. Yeah. Like, I love you. Yeah. I don't care who has rejected you. I don't reject you. Yeah. You're mine, you know? And I think it's amazing that uh, there's been so many tangible evidences. And this is what we mean by, like, we are the church. We are the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, like God works through his people and he's worked through Joe and, you know, other people who have come around and supported Paul as yeah. he really establishes who he is. Yeah. That's remarkable. Thank you for uh, sharing that story. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I think, you know, th- those of you who are listening, if you're, if you're struggling, um, you know, thinking about your own identity, like mm. who am I? You know, if you're getting lost and and, and tossed around by uh, the world, you know, uh, I think you can c- kind of consider Paul's story. Like, what would it be like for you if you, I mean, if you l- literally had no idea who you were, mm-hmm. right? Um, no identity. You don't don't even know your name. Like, I mean, and then to have to have identity restored mm-hmm. um, and then and, and, and coupled with that um, an identity in Christ mm. uh, restored like this I mean this whole idea of like this restoration of life uh, for Paul uh, I mean that is that is what Jesus does mm-hmm. like he restores our lives I mean we say it we're we're alive in Christ, right? Mm. He restores our lives over and over and over again. Mm. I mean, as I'm dealing with, you know, still these residual effects of, of COVID, I mean, yeah. um, it's it's humbling for for me uh, to just have to take that slow pace, like have to, uh, I just have to trust other people you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, be cared for. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I'm, I'm naturally, uh, I'm a, I'm a driven person. We'll put it that way. I was going to say Sisu, but yeah. I don't know if I can say Well, it. I do have Sisu. <laughs> <coughs> I'm a, I'm a quarter Finn. So it's in there mm-hmm. and the rest is German and they've got some of that, you know, stubbornness yeah, too. Stoic. Yeah. Um, so I, I like, I like a challenge, you know, I mm. like when something is hard in front of me. Mm. Um, and generally that's when I, Can you know, I, you know, muster up and yeah. take it on. And I haven't, I haven't been able to do that. You know, this is just a different, a different story. And so I just have to be humbled by it, you mm. know, and be cared for. And, um, and that's a, that's a, that's a learning thing. It's uh it's, it, 
I think in the end it's it's going to be good for me and my you know and and my identity and and resting um, in God's presence and trusting that you know I don't have to have it all together. I don't have Mm -hmm. to. uh, It's not built. Your identity is not built on your ability to perform. Yeah. 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 I don't like saying that. You know, it's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I. I know it. I I, mm-hmm. I preach it. I, I do believe it. Yeah. But then on a day to day basis, it's oh, just like we still wrestle with it constantly. Oh, yeah. 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 That yeah. filtering process. I want to win. You know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That filtering process with God's voice is. I mean, it is an everyday thing, mm-hmm. and not just like once a day. It's like I mean, there's stuff all throughout the day that's going to make you question your identity or challenge your yeah. identity or maybe want to suck you into believing this or that thing's my identity yeah. but uh, but i love what you said you know this is going kind of coming full circle but early on you know that idea of you know i'm sick and i feel kind of gross and it's like will i always be this way you yeah. know like that question when you've been sick for so long i think the same is true of our identities you know so like yeah again listener like if there's something in your life that you feel defined by you know, something that just feels like it's you and you don't like it, you know, something maybe you've done or something that was said to you or about you. Does it have to be that way forever? No, it doesn't. And I remember when I was in college and that was a time when you're, I was so concerned with what my peers thought of me. And there was something that I was very much defined by and I was afraid. I didn't want, I didn't want anyone to, to know about it, you know? And then it took one, uh, kind of loving person who came alongside me like I couldn't heal myself you know this is the reality of being sick and even yeah. our identity sickness we can't heal ourselves someone else has to come in and and speak to us uh, kind of this restoration of what our identity actually mm. is you know and so do you have to be defined by whatever it is no you, you don't uh, but yeah listen listen to God's voice mm. hear what he has to tell you and just know you can trust his voice. I mean, the guy has come through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Well, it was a good, good word. It's good to be back. Um, and uh, little by little, uh, I'm getting restored. So um, well, praise God, man. And uh, yeah. I don't know what the cough count was, but it was better. Honestly, I was expecting it to be uh, much higher. So uh, yeah, we didn't even have to edit. Yeah, raw, unfiltered. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, good to be back with you, Kevin. Um, and uh, thanks for your partnership in the gospel. Uh, it's a true joy, bud. Likewise, brother. All right.